This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. David Eichel, Sean Bach, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network here with an instant reaction to the breaking news that Iowa wide receiver and Big Ten returner of the year, Charlie Jones, has entered the NCAA transfer portal. Sean, this really has come out of left field. I know we've tried our best to get some background information surrounding this, but there's a couple things that are solidified. One, there's a lot of teammates that certainly didn't see this coming. I don't think the staff necessarily saw this coming. I know I had some sources, you know, within the program reach out to me trying to ask me what was going on after this news broke. So this really did come out of left field. I remember four months ago, Charlie Jones, when he announced his return for the sixth season, said, see you all in Kinnick. Well, that's still might be the case. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit down the road. But, Sean, very crazy news uh, for Iowa. Obviously, a huge loss on special teams. But, you know, for Charlie Jones, this this does make a little bit of sense from his, from his standpoint because he wants to put a lot of wide receiver film on tape uh, to take that next jump to the NFL after next college football season. Right, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, man, like it's Iowa's passing game or all Iowa's schemes that, you know, are the reason why he transferred. And, you know, I think I think there's part to do with that. But I also think you look at, you know, the receiver room this year. You got three guys that are really in the mix ahead of you, or at least, you know, you're fighting for that spot. I mean, obviously, Arlen Bruce and Keegan Johnson, two guys that received plenty of positive buzz in the spring, especially Arlen. And I know Keegan was out for part of the spring as well. So, you know, it's kind of hard to gauge there, but he's probably going to be the number one guy next year. You got Nico Regani coming back. You know, at the tight ends positions too, you got three potential guys that can that can contribute, and there's a possibility for more three tight end sets this year. So, you know, it makes I think it makes sense for Charlie to leave. You know, I think a lot of people were kind of thrown off by it because you know why come back or why you know make an announcement, go through spring ball if you know you're not you're not going to come back. You know, if that makes sense. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I do think it makes a lot of sense. You know, I think if it were to happen. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner because, you know, of all the transfer deadlines and everything. So, you know, it's, it's fascinating for sure. I mean, you thought that it was kind of over with all this transfer stuff and, you know, seeing this one kind of come out of nowhere. And obviously, you know, Jones, I think he had only, he had 21 receptions on the year, but he had 34 targets and only, I think maybe three or four of those games, um, three of them, he had at least four targets. So, you know, maybe he wants to go to a place like we mentioned before. I know Purdue has been thrown around a lot. That's been one mentioned. Obviously, you saw Tyrone Tracy go there. And, you know, with Purdue's one of their leading return their leading return wide receiver leaving or, you know, getting kicked off the team for it academic reasons. Due to the, the, yeah, the academic reasons. So he's ineligible next season. Milton Wright, I believe his name was. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense if Charlie were to go somewhere like that. But, you know, there's also some talk that there could be other programs interest as well. I know. Notre Dame has, has shown interest. There are a few others, too. I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Northwestern, Illinois kind of gets involved as well. Maybe you see some of these Big 12 programs that like to air it out a little more um, get involved. But, 
you know, thinking about Charlie too, is that he's a returner and Iowa fans saw that, you know, the last couple of years, the last two years, especially with, you know, how he was able to, you know, make something out of nothing. Literally, it seemed like every time he touched the ball and obviously, you know, there were some times where it didn't work out in his favor. There were times where you're like, what are you doing, man? But then there were other times where, you know, the, the reward was better than the risk. And, you know, that, that kind of, you know, really captured the hearts of Iowa fans because they're, they're, they're a fan base that really appreciates the special teams more than maybe some others. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like we said, really shocking. I know you said you had some people reach out to you. I had some as well. And, you know, everyone was kind of just like, what the heck is happening? Like, this, this caught everyone off guard. So, you know, kind of just take that for what it's worth. But, yeah, it was definitely, definitely an interesting day, to say the least, with, with this news. I think, Sean, another thing is, and this is me speculating. I mean, I know we've said we have some facts behind this, but I do think it's fair to speculate a little bit because, like you said, I think the timing is a little bit more surprising than anything else. But let's put this in context. If Purdue is going to be the option, which I think right now they're the front runner to land him, like you said, I think you know Notre Dame might show some interest. There'll be some other programs as well. We'll see how long Charlie wants to take because – he's not going to get spring practice with another school. And I think that's the most intriguing part about this entire thing. But if it is Purdue, we know that Charlie has some connections with, you know, the Purdue players, a couple of them. Milton Wright was recently ineligible. I think that news came out, what, a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks at most. So I think that's something to keep in mind as well. So there's a wide receiver option open there. And if he does go to Purdue and he and Tyrone Tracy ball out, I'll tell you, Sean, there's going to be, you thought the noise was loud before about Iowa's passing offense. Amplify that times about five to 10, because if those two guys go in there and have six, 700 yards a piece, you know, four or five touchdowns a piece, help lead Purdue to a big 10 West title, which I think people are sleeping on Purdue this upcoming season. I think that they got some pieces. I think Aiden O'Connell's a very good quarterback. I think their defense will be all right, despite losing George Karloftis and a few other people. Jeff Brom, I still think, is a good football coach. And if they can put together some consistency, I think they can challenge the uh, Minnesota. They can challenge Wisconsin. They can challenge Iowa. I'm not throwing Nebraska in that category. Their schedule is easier. But until they put the proof in the pudding, I'm not buying any stock into them. So I think there's a couple things there. But I think it goes back to, like I mentioned earlier, Sean, when he came back, he said, I want to put more on tape as a wide receiver. And if he comes back, we saw what Gavin LaShawn Williams did in the bowl game against Kentucky. Yeah, they weren't impressive in spring, but I think you take that with a grain of salt. Iowa's always going to be a run football team first. And it's impossible at this point right now to say we need to give Charlie Jones more touches or opportunities than an Arlen Bruce, than a Keegan Johnson. I mean, even Nico Regani, I think you can go back and forth. Yeah, they have different roles. But where are you going to do? Take targets away from Sam LaPorta, who is Iowa's most consistent weapon in the passing game last season outside Keegan when he got those opportunities to create something out of nothing. It's, it's hard for me to really under, you know, to, to really press that on me. I think that Charlie at Iowa, while Iowa appreciates special teams, I think it gotten to the point, Sean, where most people only saw Charlie as a returner and did that bother him? Does he want to be seen as more than that? And I think the answer to that question is yes, especially if he's trying to hit the next level of football. You got to, you can't just be a pure return guy unless you're a Devin Hester, right? So maybe the reputation was behind that. And that's not to say Iowa fans were wrong to give him that reputation, but that's just the way his role is carved out at Iowa. And I think that's something certainly maybe that was in the back of his mind throughout this entire thing. 
Right. And, you know, you look at the touchdowns, obviously, um, you know, had more than Tyler Goodson and had more yards than Tyler Goodson. But Tyler Goodson had 38 carries at running back last year for or 38 targets last year at running back for Iowa, while Jones had 34 at wide receiver. And the only guys that or the only other receivers, starting receivers, at least guys that saw a lot more time behind Jones were Arlen Bruce, who, you know, really came on later on in the year. And then Tyrone Tracy, who, you know, had a bigger role at one point, but, you know, didn't obviously, you know, turn out to what people thought it was going to be. So, you know, maybe he looked at that. Maybe something happened in spring. I mean, maybe, obviously, I think it's kind of coincidence with the Purdue stuff coming on, too, that, you know, maybe he could see himself in a better role. So, you know, it's it's really fascinating because he kind of thought that all this stuff would be done. And, you know, honestly, I kind of forgot, you know, about about that um, with the Charlie Jones stuff. Obviously, you know, a lot of people talk about as a receiver or as a returner, but you're right, Dave. I thought that was a really interesting point that you made that, you know, he sees himself maybe more as a receiver than some others do. And, you know, I'm not to say that Iowa thought that way because I think they really liked him out out wide and, you know, making plays in the slot, making plays outside. Uh, Most of his plays were actually outside or at wide out, but, you know, could occasionally go in the slot too. But, you know, that it's it's just a really interesting development. I, I did not see it coming. Like we said before, I don't think anyone else really saw it coming. But, you know, I think I think, yeah, you, like we said, I think just the opportunities just made more sense at those other places. And especially with Iowa going those three tight end sets, too. I think that's going to be a really fascinating development over the next couple of seasons or at least the next two years with Steven Stilianos coming in the Lafayette tight end transfer. Um, you know, kind of, I know he's not going to, he's not going to be on campus till June, but you know, he's still, you know, with Iowa that they kind of still see, um, you know, potential for that, for those multiple tight end sets, which could take another receiver off the field. No. And I think that's a very good point as well, Sean. I know that we've kind of mentioned that, you know, Iowa could run some of those sets because, Traditionally, I, again, I think Luke Lachey is going to be a guy that can break out this next season. I'm, I'm very big on Luke Lachey. Uh, I know he's a high, you know, four star top two, four, seven guy coming out of high school. He really impressed me with some of his blocking last year. I think he understands schemes more now. So, again, I, I said this on the cover three podcast with Bud Elliott when we were doing our preview. Iowa has the pieces to be a decent offense. It's really going to come down to quarterback play. And I'm not saying Charlie Jones transferred because Spencer Petras, like, I don't want that to be misconstrued. Right. But where I'm getting at is Iowa has pieces in place to have enough playmakers to have something happen. Charlie might want to go be the number one or number two, or even number three option. I think, can you unequivocally say that he'd be a top three option on Iowa next year, as far as passing the ball goes? I I think, no, I really don't. Um, So I think that's something people need to keep in mind as well. Now, Let's let's get to the special team side of things, Sean. I know you wrote an article at HawkeyeInsider.com analyzing some of the uh, guys who could step up. And I think, you know, as great as Charlie was a returner, and I'm not saying people should expect that whoever replaces him to be that that caliber of a returner, you know, two-time returner of the year. I mean, it's very good stuff, right? But Iowa has enough dudes down back there that I really think they can make a big difference. I know um, Cooper DeGene's been discussed there. I think you have to throw in Xavier Wampa just because of the pure athleticism. I don't know if he'll really get an opportunity, but I, I again, I think you look at his size and his skill set, right? And his athleticism, I think you could throw him back there. And then Caden Wedgen, 
the Iowa Western wide receiver who you and I talked about quite a bit after the open spring practice. I thought he put together a really good performance, not just obviously as a returner, but catching the football wise. I thought he ran some crisp routes, did some nice things. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, you know, I do want to say this as well, Sean. I don't think that Charlie Jones has been passed up. I know there's been a lot of talk about that. I think that's a little bit ridiculous. And that's not to say guys aren't capable of stepping up, but Charlie had a solidified role on this football team. He, you know, he he earned the respect of his teammates, coaches with his production. But like I said, Sean, it's not going to surprise me. Caden Wedgen's the guy at, at Parter. I think he's definitely got some potential. Um, and quickly, before I throw it to you, the last thing I'll say about Charlie Jones, which I meant to bring up earlier, he was fearless at that punt return spot. And that's a big reason why he had that level of success. You never saw him second guess himself. Yeah, he took some risks. But a lot of those times, those risks turn into huge plays. And, you know, I think whoever steps in, uh, LeVar Woods is going to be a guy that uh, really tries to instill that same level of fearlessness that Charlie Jones had. And I think, that, again, that's a big reason why Iowa had that level of success at return these past couple of years. Yeah, most definitely. And I, you know, I, I picked Wed Jen as my guy too, but, you know, I talked to a couple of people actually a few weeks ago, might've been a month ago that said, you know, Wed Jen's got the speed. He's got that top end speed. Obviously, you know, his tape at Iowa Western was really impressive. He was one of the guys that was healthy for almost sprint from almost all of spring, which gave, you know, a huge boost to him and a huge advantage because, you know, how many guys were out, but, you know, I think the big thing with him is just going to be discipline and being able to, you know, be consistent when it comes to fielding punts, as we saw with Charlie Jones. I think there were a couple of slip-ups maybe here and there, but, you know, for the most part, he was fairly consistent when it came to holding on to the ball. And, you know, obviously he had a lot of risk with what he did with some of his, with some of his uh, <clears throat> returns. But, you know, at the end of the day, he was a plus, he was a plus returner and, you know, with a guy like Wetchen, obviously he's got the speed, but you got to be able to hold on to the football. You got to be able to possess it, and that's going to be a big area for him right now. Honestly, I would give the I would give a nod to Cooper DeGene. I had someone who worked in the program text me after I uh, after I posted that. I actually had two people text me saying I think DeGene would be the guy right now, and you know, obviously that could change when it comes to summer. But you know, I think that does make a lot of sense having a guy like DeGene back there who, you know could play that safety role sort of way, you know, maybe he has better hands than a guy like what Jen. Um, I've always talked about Arlen Bruce as well as being a potential guy back there. He's got, he's got some, uh, he doesn't necessarily have a lot of twitch to him. I mean, I think he's got improved twitch, but he's elusive and moves well, really ladder moves well laterally. And like I said before, the big thing with punt returning is honestly just holding on to the football because that's the riskiest thing to do in football is, you know, feel one of the riskier things to do is feel the punt when you got guys when you don't really when you don't really know who's coming at you, but you guys you know you got guys coming full speed and you can't see them. Um, so you got to be able to, like you said, have no fear and you know just be able to hold on to the football because that's what's the most important at the end of the day. And I'll say this too, Sean. I think people I would caution people from freaking out right now. Uh, I know it's very easy to, and I think that's just I think given the context of the way the offense looked in spring. 
back-to-back losses down the season and now Charlie Jones, I think people are on the edge of their seat as far as this, you know, Iowa's football program goes. They won 10 games last year. They're turning 16 stars from like, well, 15 now, I guess you have throwing Charlie Jones, but there's a lot of good things going for Iowa. And this is the new reality of college football. There are going to be surprises every single offseason. There's really no offseason anymore. Iowa still has the second fewest transfers in Power 5 football, and I think that's worth mentioning again. The second fewest transfers among Power 5 teams at six this offseason. How many of them were significant contributors? Charlie, right? That's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. So I think people need to relax, and I know that there's been another hot topic thrown around that name, image, and likeness could have it a, could have had a factor on Charlie's decision to leave. I don't necessarily buy that, Sean. I, I know some people might. I mean, because where where would Charlie go that would have him be a better marketability than the University of Iowa with what he's accomplished? The answer is nowhere. And I still believe that this summer, Iowa is going to have a collective in place for current athletes and on the recruiting trail. Now, is it a little bit later than some other programs? Yeah, no doubt, right? but they're going to have one together. That's the new reality of college football. So I, I think the name image and likeness at this point, I think it's an easy excuse to say why guys are leaving. So I, I, I wouldn't throw that in, in that category as well, but I know there's been a lot of talk about that. So I, I wanted to give at least my two cents about that. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm still trying to dig into a little bit more, but I have a hard time believing that NIL was the focus with it. Now, could it have been a factor? Maybe, sure, but you know, I, I think something like this, especially when you're a six-year senior, the more, you know, you're trying to just play and, you know, get your name out there and, you know, put yourself in the best spot to, you know, potentially succeed. So not ready to buy that yet, but, you know, you never know with this type of stuff. You never know, you know, what factors are at play with it, you know, which family members are involved and, you know, who who all is in your circle kind yeah. of, you know, talking, talking in your ear a little bit. So, you know, like, like we said before, though, like, you know, if with this receiver attack, you know, obviously you talk about Keegan Johnson, Arlen Bruce, Nico Regani, but you need a fourth or fifth guy. Yep. And I'm interested to see who, who is that guy? Maybe it's Jackson Ritter. Maybe it's Brody Breck. Obviously those guys, you know, Jackson Ritter was out for a decent amount of spring. Brody Breck was involved with baseball, but the staff really likes him. Um, there's Deontay Vines, too, that's received a lot of buzz. Yep. It was a, you know, a good win for Iowa in the 2020 class. I think Iowa beat out, like, Syracuse and a few others for him. Um, you know, there's there's good talent in that receiver room. Obviously, a lot of guys have left, but they weren't really guys that you would have expected exactly. to make a big impact in due time. Um, you know, maybe it's not as, it's not as deep, but I think it's really top-heavy, and I think that's that's a good sign. But you also need that fourth or fifth guy to really step up and you know, especially at that X receiver spot. I know that's not where Jones played, but, you know, if you can get a reliable target at that X receiver spot, I think a lot of people would trade that right now for what Jones brought to the table as far as receivers go. Yeah, and I, I like how you brought up the wide receiver depth and all the wide receiver transfers. I think that's been a big focus point, but I think Iowa needs to continue to bring in wide receivers. I think they need a big 2023 haul. They need a big 2024 haul right now, just based on what we're looking at from a strictly scholarship standpoint. Um Sean, but, you know, moving aside, uh, Charlie, there there was some other notable news today that I still think we need to mention. Oh, and also, really, actually, last quick thing about Charlie, I meant to bring this up, too. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And again, this is not to say we knew what Char- would know what Charlie's priorities are, but if you're a sixth-year senior <clears throat> and you leave your program to pursue NIL more than anything else, instead of putting all your focus to bettering yourself as a receiver and get in to get to the league, you got your priorities all wrong. NIL will be a little bit, nice little chunk of change for the next couple of years. NFL is life-changing money. So I, that's the only thing I'll say about that, about that. And again, I'm not saying Charlie is like that. I don't want to be twisted, but that's the way I would perceive it. So some other noble news today, Sean, the 2022 class, Again, not really out of left field. I think we always kind of knew that this was, I don't want to use the term up in the air, uh, but Orlando Trader, who did sign with the University of Iowa, announced today, via this morning via social media, that he would be, de- quote, decommitting from the University of Iowa and re-evaluating his options. Uh, and Sean, from at least what I've gathered, he would need to enter the transfer portal if Iowa does not grant him a release from his letter of intent because he did sign a letter of intent. But I don't expect any drama with this one. And Iowa signed a really, really good defensive back class. They still got uh, Cohen Entringer, TJ Hall, Xavier Wampa, and uh, and Deshaun Lee. So I, I guess what's your initial takeaway, Sean? I, I don't think there's too much drama with this, and I don't think people should really overread into it. Yeah, I think I think the more so the bigger impact. Obviously, we've heard a lot about the 2022 class. Obviously, Wampa and Hall, two guys that have received plenty of good buzz. Um, during their initial months at Iowa, the staff is really high on Cone Enger, um, and then Deshaun Lee as well, who was a late pickup for them. And um, but you know that 2023 class, obviously they got two guys now who are likely projecting the safety and John Nestor and Zach Butmer. Um, then there are a couple cornerbacks as well that they seem really high on. Amari Snowden from Roseville, Michigan. Uh, Iowa's in the top group for him. I think he's probably in Iowa's probably in that top two or three range. And I would be surprised if Iowa was the pick right now. And he's a four-star talent out of uh, Michigan and really, really good player, really long at six foot two, six foot three. Also a baseball player, so keep an eye on him as well. Um, Khalil Tate, three-star cornerback from Chicago, Kenwood. You have the Jenkins twins who are from Louisville in Texas who also consider Purdue and Oregon State. But, you know, if they end up being takes for Iowa, then I think Iowa's in a great spot there. Yeah, two other Florida cornerbacks and Bo Masco and Zachary Toby who are taking official visits to Iowa in June. So, you know, there's – I know I've gotten a lot of questions, you know, about the the defensive back recruiting in this class. Obviously, you know, the 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 thing was they wanted to take two safeties and two cornerbacks, but I think this gives them opportunity to, you know, potentially take, you know, another cornerback, maybe make it three or, you know, I think one thing that Bill Parker does a really good job of too, and, you know, you saw with Cooper DeGene is that, you know, these guys can play safety, but honestly, or like safety or cornerback, but at the end of the day, like they can play multiple spots on defense. And I think that's versatility is what you want with, you know, these types of players and these types of defensive backs. Um, I'm interested to see what the pecking order is. I know Snowden's at the top of the board and I know Jamison Patton. I think that one's going Iowa State's direction, but he's up there as well. I'm interested to see how it works out with some of these other guys too. But, you know, like I said, I, 
I think with Nestor and Lutmer, those are more safety guys, especially Lutmer. Yeah. But, you know, I'd be interested to see where where it kind of works out with some of these other guys, too, that are listed as safeties, but can end up being quarterbacks as well. No, no doubt, Sean. I know we'll have plenty of uh, content at HawkeyeInsider.com analyzing this so much more. And, you know, the reality is with NIL, with spring practice, with the transfer portal, Sean, there's no more offseason, which is good for us. And, <laughs> you know, we, we yeah. enjoy it. But uh, there's no doubt going to be a lot more of intriguing news and offseason dominoes that fall. And I'm very interested to see whenever we get to talk with Kirk next and everybody else about Charlie Jones, because Sean, I, it's worth mentioning about Charlie as well. I, I thought he was going to be one of Iowa's representatives at big 10 media day, which kind of throws it for a whole nother loop. Right. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But again, we have, we'll have much more on this at hawkeyeinsider.com. So be sure to stay tuned to the site. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, everything else, and get 30% off an annual subscription at hawkeyeinsider.com today. Until then, Talk to you soon. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost. Everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.